I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me now is Gopal Sharma, Chief Product and Technology Officer at Clarify, specializing in financial crime risk management and customer experience management solutions. We're talking about the problem of rising fraud levels as institutions adopt digital solutions, how the threat surface has expanded and what banks and their customers need to do. I think on the one side, while the adoption of digital payments across the world and across the boundaries is a good thing, the side effect of that has been seen in terms of the scams and the fraudulent activities being growing along with that. So the institutions across the world have made it easier to make the payments uh, moved from one country to the other country or from merchants to, to the uh, other merchants and in a, in a matter of milliseconds. But the impact of that has been seen in terms of the growing data breaches. The impact of, see, of that is being seen in terms of the phishing frauds. The impact of that is being seen as part of the social engineering fraud and the account takeover fraud, which has actually been increased in multiple hundreds in the last couple of years. Is the problem perhaps that the technology, the protection technology, the security technology has not kept pace with the developments in payment speed, cross-border payment speed? And the other thing that hasn't kept pace is us, our mindsets, the individual mindset. Absolutely. I think that the the major piece, while the technology is playing its own role, as well as the regulators are playing their own role in terms of catching up with the evolvement of the technology, the major piece that actually uh, is lagging behind is the awareness on the individuals. While we all want to use the mobile devices to make the payments, we all want to use the open banking to do the payment and the, the fund transfers. We all want to use the API-driven uh, approaches. The impact in terms of the end consumer to us is not actually keeping pace with that in terms of the learnability of it. That's the loophole that the fraudsters are getting into. And they're not just getting into in our systems That means not just in the mobile handset, not just in the laptop that we use. They are getting into our psychology. They are using our emotions as well to get into the fraud or doing the fraud in the digital space. As I mentioned, the social engineering part of it. We'll come back to that in a moment. You mentioned social engineering a couple of times. You also mentioned phishing. Well, that's phishing with a PH, not phishing with an F. Yes. (laughs) Trust that. What are the key trends in digital payment fraud? Is it the social engineering? Is it the phishing? Or there are other things that we need to worry about as well? There are a lot of them, actually. So, again, predominantly uh, phishing, again, with the PH, uh, is, is certainly the, the major one, which is also getting renamed as wishing in some of those uh, forums also. But uh, that still remains a major cause of worry. Uh, and that is basically require the the individual consumer awareness to understand that SMS that is being received 
a call that is being received or a URL that is being received in their mailbox, is it legitimate or not? Correct. So that is uh, is still uh, playing a bigger role. But in the in the in the last couple of years, the social engineering, the use of uh, social portals, the use of uh, messaging, the outbreak, mes- messaging uh, apps outbreak, and the things which I mentioned, like a psychological control, where people they pretend to be someone who they are not, including not just the guys from the bank or the guys from the financial institutes, but they also happen to be sometimes calling themselves a friend of the some relative of yours to do this uh, social engineering fraud. Over the last two years, the account takeover fraud, as I mentioned, where somebody actually takes full ownership of the account by taking your credentials or owning your credentials by the means of either phishing or social engineering, and then they do the transfers in a jiffy as soon as they have access to all of that. Okay, let's break down our response to this then. First of all, what sort of precautions should the banks or the payment institutions be taking to improve the payment experience? What what more can the institutions do? From the institution perspective or or the bank's perspective, the first and foremost that they have to do is that they have to upgrade their systems to use the latest in the technology, whether it is the alternate authentication method, whether it is behavioral patterns that they have to use in terms of the uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning models, or the use of the alternate authentication provisions that are available through the technology, plus the regulators' wish list or the regulators that that are being, being, being rolled out both in terms of the banking compliance as well as the AML compliance, which is um, not just the KYC, which is the, the main way that plays the role, but also the other money laundering related compliances. If the banks and the financial institutes really upgrade the technology and comply to these regulations and use the latest in the behavioral biometrics as well as uh, uh, the other technology fronts, that would be the, the the way from the banks and the financial institutes perspective. In addition, they certainly need to play a major role in educating the consumers as well. So that has to go hand in hand. It cannot be just one versus other. It has to be both. Well, I was going to come on to what kind of precautions the the, the individual customer, and by individual customer, I'm not just talking about the individual i'm talking about any customer whether it's a business or an individual customer what precautions other than a healthy dollop of common sense should customers be taking to shield themselves and if you don't know then then maybe go to your financial institution and ask for some of that education you were mentioning absolutely so as a a consumer even myself uh, as a user of a banking system the very basic that I should be fully aware is that I should not have a single password across multiple banking services. That is the bare minimum. On top of that, I should be locking my devices very often and not leave them open. The third thing which we mentioned as a phishing fraud, we should be very, very careful when we receive an SMS, which is tempting to say you have won. 
this much dollars. Okay, so those those temptations to be avoided and those to be reviewed. And instead of clicking on the link which is available, it's better to type it out, whether it is genuinely from that bank or from that financial institutes. As you mentioned, this is not just for the individuals, but even for the merchants, for the for the businesses as well. For the businesses, the, the, the kind of fraud that is happening in the recent times is the triangulation. So let's say you purchase an item from a particular website, clothing or any 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 e-commerce website. There are guys who are coming in between pretending to be them and where it is resulting in a loss to the merchant. So the merchant and the, the end merchant who is actually supplying that particular product is getting charged two times, three times, and it is getting into the loop where they are really unable to figure it out. As a business, I should be very, very careful to understand who is my end consumer who is ordering that. Correct. So that those kind of precautions also from the business perspective should be taken. While the individual and business precautions to the some extent remains common across uh, across the digital payment scenarios. Well, you touched on one of the bugbears of the modern world, and that is the plethora of passwords we need, because you really shouldn't use the same password for everything. I can say that to anybody and everybody, and it's true. But on the other hand, having to remember a different password for every different little online relationship one has now gets to be a struggle. Technology is actually helping there, amongst other things. There are actually password managers which are available uh, as an app that can be utilized. Again, but I'm not promoting any of those but, uh, as a precaution for the consumers to be very, very aware. Yeah. Well, it's not just passwords, of course. There are things like biometric technologies. There are other ways of making sure things are secure. And in that instance, I, I come to what you do, what your company does, what role is Clarify playing to minimize digital payment fraud? Clarify, uh, I think over the period of two decades, has been uh, in the forefront of preventing and detecting the fraudulent transactions. In terms of the global reach that we have uh, from the Clarify perspective, what we are doing is we are not we are not just sticking with the traditional methods of detecting and preventing the frauds. We are employing and innovating into the new frameworks which actually detects early correct so it's kind of early warning system that a particular transaction which is originating because of a region a b or c could actually end up being a fraudulent transaction we are also actually working with the global partners to make sure that that our solutions which really work very well with the core banking systems and all the uh, the integrated systems attached to that, whether it is credit cards related or it is related to the account-to-account payments or the alternate payments categories. So because we operate in all the three categories, cards, account-to-account, and alternate payments. So in all the three categories, we are enabling the AIML, as I mentioned, not just to ensure that the pieces that I talked about that the banks and institutions should employ, uh, should deploy and upgrade to the technologies, but also to predict, not just detect, but to predict in the future that how a particular transaction or how a particular merchant can actually turn sore and get into the fraudulent transactions and all of that. That's what we are we are focused into 
uh, Roman. And we are very aggressively uh, reaching out to not just the Asia Pacific or the Middle East market, but also the European and uh, US market uh, to deploy our solutions and, and the latest uh, and greatest from Clarify and Partners ecosystem across the world. That's Gopal Sharma, Chief Product and Technology Officer at Clarify.